Get ready for the countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Hello, everyone. This is Jesse Bowen coming back to you with another podcast talking about the power to live your vision. I know everyone will have a different definition of what that really means. So we've been trying to go across the board of talking to different people, uh, talking about success, talking about something positive, something good. You know, I was doing all these by myself, and I figured everybody was just tired just hearing me talk about all the things that's happening in my life. So I decided to reach out and find other guests that can connect to that meaning. So today we have a really good friend of mine. He's a supporter. Uh, We've been knowing each other for a long time. We have Grandmaster John Chung. And if you're a martial artist, you already know uh, who that actually is. Even if you are one of the new boomers, you know, everybody still remembers the dynamics of John Chung and his destiny kata and all of that. But if you're not a martial artist, uh, this is a, uh, a gentleman that has contributed so much to the martial arts. And when you talk about people with, you know, respect and honor and integrity, you really have to talk about John Chung. Hey, John, welcome to the call today. Jesse, thank you for that wonderful, kind introduction. Thank you for inviting me here, and uh, it is awesome to be here with you. Well, you know, uh, you know, we talk about our past and the things that it really means, you know, the power to live your vision is about having an image, you know. And I remember, uh, you know, I, I, maybe even before we actually met, Oh man, what was back in the in the early seventies? <laughs> you know okay. that, that you know I and I mean we were we were trying to learn your kata. I was you know, I bought the video. I was teaching my students you know how to do it. We were working on stretching and flexibility, and you know to uh, it was just such a powerful uh, image of your flexibility, your skill. Uh, your music, all of those things were just so amazing, and everyone wanted to be like John Chung. Well, you know, I mean, I'm thank, I'm, I'm very thankful that I am John Chung, and um, in, in some sense, I had to, as you say, live my dream to maintain that image of. John Chung. So I had to constantly, right, uh, because when I was number one, uh, when I was a world champion, when I was a Black Belt Hall of Fame member, you kind of have a reputation you have to uphold. So second best was not uh, accepted. And therefore, I had to constantly train and constantly be able to keep that standard that in, in some way everybody expected or the standard that I had achieved had to continue to maintain that. Whether it first year as a world champ, 
five years, ten years later, want you to be world champion caliber, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, you have to constantly train. And even now, um, you know, I say that people ask me, this is almost, what, 40 years later, they ask me, can you still do the split? I said, hey, yeah, <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can still keep up, you know, because you have to keep with these young guys, right? And uh, you, they expect you to still be that world champion, still do the things that <laughs> they think that I was able to do 40 years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, you have to live your dream, and you have to maintain that. Otherwise, well, you lose it. Well, when we go back and touch into what you just said, because I really think you just hit on it. You know, you need to live your life like you want to be the champion of your life. I know right. everyone, I know someone may say, well, Jesse, I'm not a competitive person. That doesn't have anything to do with living your best life. And, you know, That's we don't want to get to the end and not. look back and say, well, wish I could have done or when I could have. We want to be able to understand, and that's what that I try to approach everything, is to approach it to do the very best because those doors open up, you meet people because you're doing your very best, you begin to meet people that are doing their very best. But you say, as you said, it's a standard. You know, setting a standard for yourself because as human beings, we are brand. You know, we're not going to talk about marketing. But we are a brand. People identify you. They make opinions about you. You, you. you are a brand. So the question becomes, what is it that you want your personal brand to be as a person or to be in your, in your life? You know, as, as John was saying, that everyone, everyone's going to mimic you. You are a hero to someone that they're going to mimic what you do. If you're a parent, you're a hero to your kids, you know, they're going to do what you're doing. And in some cases, they're doing it and don't even realize it just because of a law of attraction or DNA connection that they're doing that. But someone is watching you, as I used to watch uh, John's video. In fact, I still have the video. 40 years later, I still have the video here, you know, (laughs) but watching John's kata. And wanting to be like that Chuck Norris, you know, wanting to be like Chuck Norris, you know, uh, for many people that if you've heard about Chuck Norris, first thing you say, well, he's a good guy. I always wanted to be a good guy. You know, that was what I thought of Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris is a good guy, so I want to be like Chuck. So tell us a little bit. I know you came up under the the father of American Taekwondo, Grandmaster Reed. And so tell us a little bit about about that. That's another example of someone uh, that people wanted to be like and they respected because of the things that he accomplished in the martial arts, the business of the martial arts, bringing success to martial arts schools. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Well, you know, we, we, we talk about, being blessed, being right at the right time. And um, I happen to be one of those. And my wife, um, she tells me that I have a guardian angel 
uh, that's always looking after me, and I have a, a direct line to God. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I think I was very blessed. When I came from Korea, 1970, to America, to Washington, D.C. area, I found out that uh, one of my um, aunts uh, had married this great uh, Taekwondo master. And I was like, wow, that's cool. Well, happened to be Grandmaster Junri. And uh, so we kind of fell right into that uh, a, a Taekwondo family. And um, it became part of our life, daily routine. I mean, I went to Taekwondo school Monday through Saturday after school. Uh, we went there. We trained. We did our homework there, or, or at least we tried to do our homework there. Uh, we also um, cleaned the uh, uh, dojang uh, Monday through Saturday. So it became part of our life. And I loved it. I loved the action. I loved the, I guess in a sense, camaraderie that I didn't really know that I was getting. But we became a Taekwondo family, learned to speak English at the, school, at the Taekwondo school. Because, again, I had just come from Korea, so I really didn't speak English. Um, Grandmaster Junri was the head instructor. He had, not, he was the master. He had, we had six schools in Washington metropolitan area. The head instructor at Washington D.C., who was my teacher, was uh, Grandmaster Quan Ro, and uh, also under him was instructor, uh, name of Otis Hooper. Um, he was the one who helped me to win my first white belt trophy uh, in 1970 uh, doing Chunji form. So, you know, when you talk about being at the right place, I happened to have landed and it became part of that Grandmaster Junie's legacy. And not to realize that he had just stable of champions, world champions, and also, of course, he had a uh, uh, a connection with Bruce Lee, and um, you know everything. When you when you're talking about that so-called evolution or history of martial from the late '60s into '70s and you know '80s, '90s, even till now, I just felt like I was part of the history, and I experienced pretty much the evolution of martial arts that was happening with Grandmaster Junri, invention of safety equipment, invention of musical forms, coming together of PKA, full contact karate with ESPN, um, World Martial Arts Organization with Grandmaster Junri, with, uh, from Mexico to uh, all over the uh, United States, all over the world, including, you know, Soviet, uh, the Russia, Kazakhstan, um, Uzbekistan, all of different places in the world. I mean, you name it, I was there. I'm like, wow. You know, so you think back, and when I say I have stories, I have stories, including when I was at Wake Forest meeting you, you know, through um, karate, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, the, the karate tournaments there. Uh, through uh, your teacher, uh, Master Jan Wellendorf. 
you know, I mean, you're talking about being at the right place at the right time. I just, I, I don't know. Like I said, it, it, it was either fate, being blessed, uh, but I was all there throughout all those history. Mm. Wow. Well, you know, when you talk about that, you said a couple of things I want to touch on because we're talking about the power to live your vision because right. if you believe that there's a destiny out there for you, you know, uh, to do the things I'm doing now is really unbelievable to people that I'm in relationships with, whether it be in friendships or whether it be in business, uh, is unbelievable because many of these people I read about, you know, when I first got in the, involved in the martial arts, and now we're working together on a daily basis. You know, we just did the Chuck Norris book uh, this past year. Uh, and I agree, you know, when you are walking in a destiny, but that guardian angel is with everyone. If you just stop for a moment and realize how blessed your life is, because if you realize how blessed your life is and the value of your life, you wouldn't be angry. You wouldn't have That's hatred. Right. You wouldn't have crazy going on in your life. Because you would look at your life or look at yourself and say, I am so blessed because the only time people have issues is when they have too much time and they allow negativity and things like that to come into their lives. But, John, as you were saying, that when you look at the opportunities that are out there that you can recognize, when you're on this path, you know, I always say to people, how many times do you remember the first time God saved your life? <laughs> you know, they look at me like, do what now? Do you remember the very first time God saved your life? And again, we're talking about the spirituality that your life was spared, you know, even with the, through the coronavirus. We need to even look at it like that. You know, if you're listening to our recording, then you have actually been spared because you, because of your value, because of safety. But look at it. If you would just look at it that, you know, that you have been spared to become, to, to become greater than what you are, and if you begin to look at that and begin to access that, then you share with your karate students about, number one, how to be how to be the best that they can be. Because in your classroom, there's a doctor, lawyer, uh, you know, there's someone that can be a contribution and be a contributor. And what we have to realize is that in the power to live your vision, there's a, you know, sometimes we have people that have no idea what they, that is, but they look up to their martial arts instructor and say that you are my hero and I follow you. And what we have to do as martial artists we have to make sure that we are uh, preparing a way that when people, when we don't see them watching us, is that we must be preparing ourselves to be that image. Just like, John, you were on that DVD or that video, uh, uh, what was it, a VHS uh, on there, <laughs> and we try to mimic and do your uh, to do your form, but we couldn't do it just like John Chung, but we came close. We, our team won a lot by duplicating that, uh, the things that you were doing in that form. You were the, you know, you, you are the master of that, but 
and that's not like in our lives. You may have people that cannot do exactly what we have done in our lives, but they can have that image and they can begin to form and walk that direction to a better life because we have been contributors. They don't have to know it. They can read about us in a book. They can do whatever. But we have that power to influence the the lives of others if that's what we decide. And, you know, I 100% agree. Um, Just like when I started, you know, I looked up to my Taekwondo instructor, Grandmaster Conroe, Mr. Otis Hooper, um, as well as Grandmaster Jun Ri. But, you know, Grandmaster Jun Ri, of course, he was at another level because of the fact that he was the Grandmaster, you know, one who's in charge of the school. But we have that, if you want to call it, that hope, you know, someday I, 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 want, I can be like this person. I can be like that person. Not realizing that you have the control over you and, and only you. You know, we tell our students, I tell my students, look, I can only teach you. I can only help you. But you have to do it. Same thing as a parent. You know, parents will tell their child, look, I can help you. I can love you. I can give you all of the resources, but you, as my child, have to do the work. And if they don't see that, then they don't and they cannot and they will never reach their uh, a, a goal, dream, because they need to understand that they have to do the work. We have to do the work. But we can visualize it, we can dream it, and we can actually do it if you chose to. And this is another reason, you know, when I started doing the who's who in the martial arts was to try to capture that energy from the past. And that's what the, you know, that's what, and that's what it was about. It was, you know, you know, you were in Charlotte with us in 2016 when the book really took off. And, yep. But that energy that was brought into that room of all those people coming together that have that had shared past lives as martial art martial arts competitors, and now they're all matured to this next level, and they haven't seen each other in years. And even though they were competitors, there's a lot of things that they didn't know about each other. But coming together and being able to uh, look at the bios that were printed in the book and, you know, and everybody's reading each other's bio and they're getting really excited. Well, I didn't know this. Well, I didn't, you know, there's so many things that that created. And, you know, I really want to say, you know, thank you. You've been a great supporter. You know, this past year you were our MC for uh the online event that we did. So let's talk just a little bit about that. And, and you know, let's, let's talk about your experience from that, of sharing your story. What did, what did you gain uh, from, you know, the, from, that, from that experience of being a part of, uh, of the who's who? You know, we honored Grandmaster Lee, and uh, for me, that was my, uh, the highlight 
of my martial arts career was to be able to honor him in D.C. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about from your perspective, you know, what do you think, what do you think about the concept? You know, what do you think that the book and the things we've done, how do you feel that that's impacted the martial arts? Well, it, it definitely opened the door for especially a lot of, um, I guess, newcomers uh, to kind of go back and see the history because of the fact that there's so much out there, so much history. Because, I mean, if you really think back to the 50s and 60s when the martial arts first came, they only really knew what judo was, karate. They didn't know what kung fu was. They, most people did not know what taekwondo was. Most people didn't know what jiu-jitsu was, nevertheless Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And then, of course, there's Krav Maga now, Sidlot, Pinkot, uh, Arnis, um, Filipino, you know. So there's so many different arts out there, uh, African fighting arts. There's so many arts out there that were not available because of the fact that there was no media, right? There was no communication. Your book, um, internet, Facebook, social media, having that, those resources gave everybody an opportunity to learn more. And having that book kind of gave, the, in, in a way, uh, uh, encyclopedia sort of like oh this guy oh I heard of that guy oh as well as gave these martial artists who's been doing it for 30 years 40 years and now we're going into fifth some of most of them going into fifth years because if you really think about it you know a lot of the martial artists in America you know Grandmaster June Lee introduced martial arts back in 1956 the Taekwondo. So if you really think about the time frame, a lot of them really haven't really didn't start until the 60s, 70s, and 80 was like the big boom, right? Uh, late 70 was the big boom. But with your book, recognizing the father of American Taekwondo, Grandmaster Jun Ri, gave everybody, I guess, a history of where the martial arts came from, you know, how Chuck Norris got his big break through Bruce Lee's um, Return of the Dragon, the epic, the battle between Bruce Lee and the American champion Chuck Norris at the Rome Coliseum. Still, to this day, classic, right? Things that people have never, or maybe they've seen it, uh, in uh, uh, social media, whether it is Facebook or, you know, uh, Twitter or some other stuff. But maybe they saw it, but they never really put it together. Kind of like, what were you doing when Bruce Lee was doing this? What were you doing when Chuck Norris was doing this? Well, what were you doing when Grandmaster Junior introduced Taekwondo back in 1956? No, I wasn't born. <laughs> I'm a little bit younger. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You, you go back and, wow, what do you mean safety equipment was not around? Yeah, Grandmaster Jun Lee, he invented safety equipment. The patent is in Smithsonian Institute in Washington, D.C. I mean, mm. how many people know that fact? You know what I mean? 
So when you brought everybody together into that room, kind of like also, it was like a reunion for many of us. And it wasn't just Taekwondo stylist. It was karate, Taekwondo, Kung Fu, uh, Judo. All different, you know, stylists were in there and they were exchanging or they were being educated their own experience with others. Kind of like, you know, we, we may have walked different paths, but we walk a parallel path in our martial arts life. So yeah, and that was, that was a powerful weekend, uh, especially in uh, Seven Tames. Now, that was a really powerful weekend. And, and uh, you know, Grandmaster Ree, you know, we're talking about the power to live your vision. And right. it was sort of like... Uh, well, he was an uh, example of power to live your dream, you know? I mean, when you... When, mm-hmm. um, the things that he's done, um, you know, I can go back and, you know, just list few of the things. For example, he taught Muhammad Ali acupunch, right? And then he was his trainer when he went to Japan to fight the Japanese wrestler, Antonio Inoki. That was like the first, almost, you can call it MMA. He was a boxer fighting a wrestler. Okay? You're talking about something and he I want to say convinced or of course or he convinced Muhammad to go to Korea and they had I mean you know one of those just like a, a parade like unbelievable Junri was a hero because he brought Muhammad Ali the world champion boxer to Korea you know um, he taught Washington Redskins coach George Allen and their family. He taught senators and congressmen. He had relationship with, I mean, you're talking about powerful people. When there was an opportunity, he, he didn't see it as an opportunity. He just saw it as his path. He saw it as his destiny, you know, you know, some you know, many times we say, "Hey, let's do lunch," or "Hey, let's get together." He did. He made sure that you held up to what you said. Oh, you told me let's have lunch. So I'm here to have lunch. Hey, let's say get together. So I'm here, and he took those opportunities to make his dreams come true. Mm-hmm. And I know, uh, I think that the most powerful thing about that evening was, you know, his speech on Utopia. And that was powerful. Uh, You know, I I didn't realize that, that, uh, you know, that he had a lot of, you know, conversations uh, with, you know, people he loved to talk. And someone says, oh, no, you gave Grandmaster Rita Mike. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he was just going you know, and he was just he was just into it, and that sense and feeling that came over me was that this is his moment. This is you know that was you know to my understanding the last event that he really went to, but it was like you know is that all that information, and I told my wife that you know it was it was so powerful that he had a message. 
that he left that message on what you need to do to live your vision. And, you know, by following those principles, then you're going to be a good person. So, therefore, good things now begin to happen to you when you, you, when you live these, these principles. And I thought that was such a power. That was, that was so powerful for me. It was such an you know, experience that I will never forget. Well, he definitely uh, can deliver those messages. Well, you know, you know, John, I'm so glad that we had this opportunity to bring you on. Again, everyone, we're talking about the power to live your vision. We're here with Grandmaster John Chung, a, a world champion, not only in forms but in fighting. And in the martial arts, that's a really rare thing that a person can actually be good at several things in the martial arts, tremendous amount of discipline to be able to uh, do that. And, John, tell us, uh, you know, you're in what? Am I correct, Maryland, or do you consider that D.C.? I am actually in Virginia. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, in I'm totally wrong. I'm at, I'm at the other side of the water, Potomac River. I don't know if you know that area, but Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. is actually on the Maryland side. Mm-hmm. Right, right, so right. Potomac, Potomac River is the dividing line of Virginia and um, Maryland, and Washington, D.C. actually is on the Maryland side, and all the Virginians here, we say the water is better on this side. <laughs> I'm sure the Maryland, Maryland, they'll say theirs is better because they have uh, Maryland crabs over there, and you know what? I don't know. The Maryland crab is pretty awesome, so <laughs> we definitely don't want to argue with that. But, yeah, I'm on northern Virginia side, so I'm actually, like, you know, very close to Maryland, not too far. I'm in the northern part of Virginia. Uh, I'm in Leesburg, which is a little bit more historical area. It is one of the probably, wow, um, uh, booming, uh, fastest-growing county in the United States of America right now, Loudoun Mm. County, uh, L-O-U-D-O-U-N County. And um, it is pretty, uh, pretty popular. Uh, this area, Northern Virginia, I believe, um, it may still be, uh, used to be called dot-com capital of the world. So this is where all this high-tech stuff and all that stuff is happening here in Northern Virginia. IT is pretty crazy here. So it is very, very affluent and very busy, busy area here. Wow. You know, well, again, thank you for being on. And if someone wants to, you know, find you or uh, chat with you or go to your website, what's your website? My website is my name, johnchung.com. But they can always email me at 1-800-SIDEKICK at gmail.com. Or I have a toll-free number, which is also 1-800-SIDEKICK. And I tell people, if you don't know how to spell sidekick, or if you cannot do a good sidekick, don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got, well, now you go. That's it. You know, line your friends up. You know, those are the, you, you know, get those things squared away uh, before, right. you call, before you call John in there. But again, you know, everyone, like I said, uh, today's call, the power to live your vision. We're just trying to get a message out there that, 
you know, through all the crazy that's going on in the world, you have a choice. You're a human being, so you have a choice. Yes. You know, you know, my my cat, my dog, my fish, they may not have a choice. But as human beings, we have a choice. Let's give a lot of love, you know, let's, you know, let's, let's work on making the world a better place. And that is my commitment, uh, you know, through the power to live your vision is to talk about the positive things that you can do. And if you need uh, help, I'm a certified life coach, success coach. So, you know, you can reach me at uh, coachjessebowen.com. Uh, remember, check out the American Martial Arts Alliance. Become a member. Follow what we're doing. Become empowered. Everyone, this is Grandmaster Jesse Bowen saying bless and remember you have the power to live your vision.